After Erwin Rosenstein was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and later dementia, his wife Carol discovered that music making eased his condition and uplifted his spirit. The two founded Music Men's Minds, a GPF grantee based in Los Angeles, to create musical support groups for individuals with Alzheimer's, dementia, and other neurodegenerative diseases. Here's Carol and GPF Executive Director Naomi Eisenberger talking about this remarkable journey and its greater impact. Part of the background of Music Men's Minds is really a love story. Of course, the other very important part of it is the impact that the program has had on treating people with Alzheimer's and other neurodegenerative diseases. But I love the love story, and I would love it if you could share it with our audience. I know that when I first met you and I met Erwin, that was the part that grabbed me. Well, meeting Erwin grabbed me too. (laughs) All of 38, oh, I guess it's now 40 years because he's been gone for two years already. But my Prince Charming came into my life and really we've had a magical, we had a magical ride for 38 years. For Erwin's 70th birthday, he got a diagnosis from a neurologist of Parkinson's. I knew a little bit about this horrendous journey. I recognized I would need to toughen up to be a rock, which I did. And it took us from start to finish 15 years. Along the way, dementia came, which complicated things. But the story starts. Erwin was on medication for Parkinson's, a synthetic medication giving dopamine, a neurotransmitter, to Erwin's body so that he could function in this Parkinson disease, which is a movement disorder. So 10 years into taking the medication, Erwin's brain froze went into hallucinations, agitation. He was demented. Dr. Bronstein, the neurologist, said, Carol, the brain is responding to overdose of 10 years of medicaments. Cut the dose down. We cut the dose down. But then I had a wet noodle of a husband who was almost spineless because he needed the fix of that synthetic dopamine to wind him up so he could function. Here comes the moment of magic. I would see my guy sitting at the piano, playing socially in our home, and start out as a wet noodle. Within five or 10 minutes, that wet noodle became a dry noodle. He sat up, he reintegrated into the environment connecting. I thought I had given him a dose of meds. So my clinical eye, being in mind-body medicine all my life, I ran to the phone and I spoke to Dr. Bronstein. Listen, Dr. Bronstein, I'm watching this play out time and time again. 
what's going on? He says, you're watching the power of music changing brain chemistry. He said, the complexity of music making can drive and push natural dopamine from Irwin's brain into his blood system. It's like giving him a dose of meds. I've been an educator all my life and I've had some pretty big surprises, but this knocked me over. I said, does that mean we can get a few like-minded souls? with similar diagnoses to come and make music together and everybody feel happy together? He said, why not? <laughs> and being a fix-it girl all my life, I picked up my phone and I called several people to include somebody who was connected to a local private school with a beautiful music studio. And I said, Lisa, I need somewhere for some seniors to make music together. Can you ask the powers that be at Winwood School if Music Men's Minds can come and have a launch at your location? Fast forward, 30 people arrived the night of the official launch of Music Men's Minds. I had no idea where this was going to go. I was just kind of on a platform of believing in the synchronicity of the universe as I do. And 30 like-minded people came into the music studio within 15 minutes of being total strangers. Four souls gravitated to their Steinway piano, someone to the drum kit next to the piano. My guy pulled off a saxophone off of an inventory of instruments for their lucky students. And Sam opened up his breast pocket of his blazer and brought out a harmonica. These four souls in 15 minutes of knowing each other were joined at the hip musically making music together like long lost brothers. And this was another big surprise to me to see the evening conclude with the first positive step to launch the Fifth Dementia Band. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> and of course, we didn't know whether this spoof on the name because we all remember well and fondly the fifth dimension group. Yes. And we thought that being so playful would kind of not be compassionate for these people with these sad diagnoses. But we decided to give it a go. So the fifth dimension band was launched and the phone started ringing. <laughs> And the media started, we've heard about the Fifth Dementia Band. Can we come in and record you? Yes, come on in. And so this was not long out of the gate from the meeting time to the media frenzy that was just hot to trot on showing and telling the world about the Fifth Dementia Band in 
action. And that's how my love story started. And sadly, it ended two years ago when the disease did take Erwin. But what an incredible legacy. And how wonderful that you've continued this and you're changing lives every day. It's truly been a blessing for me, Naomi. I mean, what a good reason to get out of bed in the morning to know that the gift that Irwin gave to music men's minds can now proliferate globally. And so my story, even in the midst of suffering and becoming a widow, and now without him two years, almost two years later, it's, it's a story of stories. And I'm just blessed to the hilt to be able to be this kind of messenger. What's the relationship with music as an alternative treatment or a, um, you know, a benefit to people with neurodegenerative diseases and Alzheimer's? What happens? I'm going to let you into a secret. <laughs> and this is what I've learned from the journey. We all have a God-given gift of a brain. Nobody knows better than I today the complexity of the brain includes having a natural pharmacy in there. Music making is a stimulant that goes into our brain pharmacy and selects specifically chemicals that the complexity of music making demands. I need this neurotransmitter in order to bring to the body what it needs to feel better. In the case of the music making, there's a bottle called dopamine. And this was the bottle that was opened when Irwin was playing the piano in order to change him from a wet noodle to a dry noodle. The hormones, neurotransmitters like oxytocin, music was the trigger. But I'm just showing you what's happening through music stimulation. How did you progress from your own little group? Uh, UCLA has a very powerful program called Alzheimer's and Dementia Patient Care Program. They started to send patients. Other hospitals heard about us and the caseworkers started to send patients. And so that was our initial thrust of getting the word out to include flyers to senior centers, to daycare centers, to libraries, to synagogues, to churches. We papered our local environment saying, are you living with dementia, Alzheimer's, or even Parkinson's? Come make music with us and restore your rhythm of life. 
and we thrived. We had a stage full of seniors, singers, musicians, and the like, all touched with these diagnoses to include the caregivers. Yes. And the beloved family members who were in attendance for these patients. And so- I wanted to ask you about the caregivers. Yeah, we were one happy family. It was a miracle to see people hobble in some aphasic, meaning that they couldn't even speak. And after a rehearsal of about an hour, playing music together, singing, even some dancing, those that hobbled in strode out. Those that never spoke started to utter words and sentences yeah. because of the power of music changing brain chemistry. This is a God-propelled project. I just show up and the pixie dust keeps coming. Yeah. You started this in 2014. And the first was, you know, the first fifth dementia band. As was the case with all of our grantees in 2020, and the world, you know, imploded, you were running a program that was based on face-to-face -face interaction. Everything could fall apart. Tell us about the silver lining. So what we were on the verge of creating was a relationship with a company out of Chicago called Harmonic Changes. And they were going to be supplying us with board certified music therapists to help out in-person events. But now there were no in-person events. Now what? And I recall a conversation with our first board certified music therapist. She said, you know, there's something called Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't tried it yet, but maybe we can try to see if we can continue meeting on Zoom. Let's give it a go. So it doesn't matter if you live in Timbuktu. You can push the same button. and we can Zoom in together and make music together on Zoom. And so our in-persons died and our Zoom platforms were given life. And this is what took music men's minds into a growth spurt all the way through COVID, hundreds and hundreds of patients, caregivers, and those just wanting music because of mental illness, it has given us legs. There are a few of our programs that have actually blossomed as a result of the pandemic. For Music Men's Minds, it was stunning, absolutely stunning. You started with the one group in LA. How many groups and how far and wide? We have groups in the process of starting around the world. 
we're probably at about 20 now globally, some being brand new and others coming out of, of hibernation. Rotary International has just published a magazine in May with a seven-page story about Music Men's Minds and Carol Rosenstein on the cover. Wow. <laughs> this, again, was like an accelerant for Music Men's Minds. And I just got an email today from somebody in Bulawayo in South Africa. <laughs> wanting to start a music group. It's crazy how that magazine has spread near and far. Listen to this. Our city and county of Los Angeles has now defined nine zones around our county. They are designated dementia-friendly cities. Well. Wow. And so today, my district is busily engaged in not only starting music groups as an outreach through their club into their neighborhoods to find seniors to make music together, but it's giving Music Men's Minds an opportunity to dovetail their work with the county and city of L.A., because we are offering to be music messengers to those zones that they are designating as dementia-friendly cities. Now, what does it mean to be a dementia-friendly cities? A lot of this is still ill-defined. People within those zones will be treated with special handling as a senior and given more opportunities, legal, accounting, perks, mm -hmm. in order to try to maintain the quality of their lives at this dreaded time. There are probably very few families somehow impacted by these diseases. How can an individual actually make an impact? Firstly, I want to tell you how devastating the statistics are before we go to your question. Mm. Every three seconds, yes, you heard correctly, every three seconds, somebody is being diagnosed with dementia. Mm. Every 65 seconds, somebody is being diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Every five minutes, somebody with, with Parkinson's. So we are at a pandemic level yeah. and there's no cure. We're sitting patiently waiting for the cure. It is imperative that we demand that music go back into the schools, be easily available to everybody whether they have our family of diseases or whether there's a mental illness issue, there's nobody that doesn't benefit from the music. And it's not only our patients and God knows the caregivers because to be a rock for our patients often 
causes the rock to go under. I mean, it's all about education, right? This podcast is about an opportunity to educate. Let's turn people's lights on. Some people listening today may have never heard about the impact that music can have in one's lives. So how do we change the system? Talk music, make music, teach music. We find, and we had mentioned the word intergenerational earlier, it is important the youngsters making music know that this could be the language shared when grandma or grandpa get a diagnosis because traditional language skills fall away. Right. But the language of music takes you all the way as the last language left to show our love for each other. I thank you for your time and obviously for all of the, the great work that you are doing. I look forward to hearing all good new things. Thank you, Naomi and the Good People Fund. God bless Rona Sebastian, <laughs> president of the Herb Alpert Foundation in, in Los Angeles. And Rona connected the Good People Fund and Music Men's Minds. You have been a magnificent grantor for so many years. Without the guilt, we could do nothing. It's our donors that we could thank because they're the ones that make it possible, but I'm deeply grateful for your time. Mm-hmm.